why life random discussions about life learning hello guys welcome again to another episode of random discussions about life and learning we are going to continue our economics classic book review of the book the wealth of nations by adam smith and we are up to um chapter five Chapter 5 is called of the real and nominal price of commodities or of their price in labor and their price in money. Um, this is a very interesting chapter because it talks about labor as the real measure of value. Um, so the chapter starts with a very important concept here. The far greater part of them he must derive from the labor of other people and he must be rich or poor according to the quantity of that labor which he can command or which he can afford to purchase. The real price of everything, what everything really costs to the man who wants to acquire it, is the toil and trouble of acquiring it. So if you go to another good concept here it was not by gold or by silver but by labor that all the wealth of the world was originally purchased and its value to those who possessed it and who want to exchange it for some new productions is precisely equal to the quantity of labor which it can enable to it can enable them to purchase or command Here's another um, important point that he made that I, I actually underlined. The time spent in two different sorts of work will not always alone determine this proportion. The different degrees of hardship endured and of ingenuity exercised must likewise be taken into account because obviously if, you're la if labor is the real measure of value, um, it really depends on what that labor is composed of because labor is a broad generic term that needs to by needs to be dissected so there may be more labor in an hour's hard work than in two hours easy business or in an hour's application to a trade which it costs 10 years labor to learn than in a month's industry at an ordinary and obvious employment you know, but it is not easy to find any accurate measure either of hardship or ingenuity. In exchanging, indeed, the indifferent productions of different sorts of labor for one another, some allowance is commonly made for both. It is adjusted, however, not by any accurate measure, but by the higgling and bargaining of the market, according to that sort of rough equality which though not exact, is sufficient for carrying on the business of common life. So it's basically saying that um, it, although labor is the real measure of value according to this chapter, it's very hard to, to, to measure it accurately because um, there could be creativity, ingenuity um, involved in that particular labor, for example, and it's hard to take that into account. Um, so he's saying that the market, because it's hard to measure, the market actually makes adjustments by bargaining and higgling. 
so it's it's a good actually good into in um good point here in terms of letting the market the free market forces to make those adjustments um and then here the butcher seldom carries his beef or his mutton to the baker or the brewer in order to exchange them for bread or for beer but he carries them to the market where he exchanges them for money and afterwards exchanges that money for bread and for beer the quantity of money which he gets from them regulates to the quantity of bread and beer which he can af afterwards purchase so this is actually a good point um because you you know um the butcher may not necessarily want a beer so it's hard to exchange or barter um uh, to for exchange to happen between a butcher and, and a brewer because the, the butcher may not necessarily want a beer that's why he goes to the market not for the beer but for the money because he can use the money afterwards to buy bread for example which he wants which he needs not beer so that's a very important thing to note here that the money that he can get from the meat for example the butcher that the, the money can he get from the meat um, and that he's worked on is limited for what the market will pay you. So in effect, um, the money that he gets from the market for the meat that he sells is limited to that amount of meat that he can sell. And obviously it's related to the amount that the market's willing to pay for that. And so, and because of that, he's only limited he, um, up to the money that he has to buy other goods like bread or beer if he changes his mind hence it comes to pass that the exchangeable value of every commodity is more frequently estimated by the quantity of money than by the quantity of either labor or any other commodity which can be had in exchange for it so it's actually making a point here because it's more efficient and convenient because anyone uses the same unit of measure so you don't go out there and you know oh i've got you know five kilos of meat what do you have i've got only got a beer you know i mean it's not going to be efficient because obviously you go to another person oh what do you have oh i have bread okay bread and then you've got some meat left because obviously you've got a lot of meat which is more valuable than than a piece of bread so you've got a look for other people who are selling other stuff to um, get rid of your meat so you can get more so you can get value out of your meat that's left but then it's not really efficient right because i mean it's not also it's not efficient and it's not convenient that's why they invented money for that purpose um so that's why with the money you've got a standard same unit of measure um that you can use later on to buy other goods that you need um, so the discovery of the abundant mines of America reduced in the 16th century the value of gold and silver in Europe to about a third of what it had been before. So it's basically making a point here that labor is dependent on other factors. And this is one example. Um, that means it can't, there can't be an absolute value of labor. So it depends where the labor is located, depends on what it relates to. Um, in this in this instance, it it relates to in the context of mines, and because of that discovery, the 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 value of gold and silver um, um, changed 
during those times. Um, so it makes a conclusion that it is the real price, money is their nominal price of labor. So that's a very interesting chapter, guys. Um, I'll see you in the next episode and next chapter of the book. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Enjoy life. Have a good day.